This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Coast to coast and across the world, this is Black, White and Rainbow. Your host, Andy Kay. Andy Kay. Coming up on this show... Which way? You're going to be treated to some Indigenous music from the past and present and you'll get to hear a chat with one of Australia's first Indigenous models, Sandra King. From the studios of Joy 94.9, this is Black, White and Rainbow. Just before we go any further on this show, I'd like to send my respect to the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. When Joy first started 22 years ago, there was an Indigenous show that ran for some time. I think there have been two others since, and now you have Black, White and Rainbow. You can get in touch by sending a text message to 0427JOY949 or email on air at joy.org.au. You'll hear mostly Indigenous music, although not all of it. There'll be a spotlight on an Indigenous act from another country. In future shows, a short storytelling of the traditional myth or legend. We might even get a little political in future shows, but tonight we're just easing into it. So time to get back into the music. After this, a chat with one of Australia's first Indigenous models, Sandra King. I recently spoke with one of Australia's first Indigenous models, Sandra King. Here's that chat for you now. So this comes from The Telegraph in 1972. It's a little... A newspaper clipping and it was had a photo of you with a few other models and it says Sandra King 15 of Mount Cravat is studying shorthand and typing at a technical college and modeling in her spare time then it goes on and gives you your measurements how tall you are big brown eyes dark glossy hair Sandra wants to finish a college course before launching into modeling full-time so the big question is did you finish the course <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I did end up finishing it. <laughs> and, um, let me just tell you, it comes in handy to have something as a backup any career you want to launch into. Yes. Yeah. So I did finish it. You started out wanting to do acting, but there was one little glitch with that. Tell us a bit why you decided on modelling. I am a stutterer, and at the moment I learned to control my stuttering. And because of acting you read from scripts. Well, for me, reading was, and speaking from that, from what you're reading, I always end up stuttering. So there was no way that I could do acting. So mum used to bring home some magazines from a lady she worked for. And I started reading these these beautiful magazines, such as the Woman's Weekly, and um, and, it, and now and then, Mum had the Vogue magazines, and that's where I found a career that I can perform in front of a camera, perform on stage in front of people, wear beautiful clothes, and also have various types of makeup. So, tell us a little bit about modelling on a motorcycle. Oh, you went there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just turned 16 and um, the agency had asked um, if I would like to seek the permission of my parents to do a photo shoot on a motorbike, but it was for a poster and I'll be covering my breast, but 
IB topless. I thought, Ma, I want to model clothes and have photographs with clothes on and not model naked. So <laughs> I, I, didn't, um, I didn't tell Mum and Dad because I think uh, at that stage they would have been horrified. So I just said, yes, I did speak to Mum and Dad and, um, and they don't want me to do it. And that was it. So a big commotion happened because of that and um, the agency got wrapped over the knuckles because it went nationally on in the newspaper and also on one of the current affairs program had taken up the issue of asking a 16-year-old, not the fact that I was Aboriginal, it was the fact that I was just turned 16. At the time, Black Power was prevalent in the US. You started getting bookings because you had that look. Was that off-putting or was it a bonus? It was a bonus. I was asked to go for a commercial audition for the Maya Mess Shop, which, um, and I thought, well, I've got the fro, and um, I thought, I'm going to go for this. And sure enough, as soon as I walked in the door, I kind of knew that I had it. I got booked straight then and there. I got booked for, to do the commercial and then to do photographic shoots for the My Miss um, store. Well, it was My Miss Brisbane, but uh, I think the photographs went nationally for all the Miss shops. And um, I was grateful for Maya for um, giving me this opportunity. And then it advanced into another commercial and then runway parades. You're listening to Black, White and Rainbow on Joy 94.9. If you want to get in touch, SMS 0427-JOY949 or email on air at joy.org.au. From Betty, hi Andy, what inspired you to name your show Black, White and Rainbow and have you heard of Titters? Have I heard of Titters? They're actually on the show tonight. So what inspired me to name it? Well, I was involved in a float at Sydney Mardi Gras and it was called Black, White and Pink. So that name was taken and there was a show on on Joy 94.9, I think it was called Black and Pink, so that was taken. So that's how I ended up with Black, White and Rainbow. So there you go. Now you get to hear part two of three of a chat with one of Australia's first Indigenous models, Sandra King. Since modelling, you've been heavily involved in community causes. Can you tell about some of those? In the past, I did the PACE program, which is the uh, parental and community engagement I also am getting back into doing personal development and motivational speeches, which is, you know, a bit of a shock horror, especially if you're a stutterer. That's the last thing you want to do is to speak in front of people, but I take it as a challenge. I also do a program called the Black, Bold and Beautiful Indigenous Women's Luncheon. I had my eighth one this year. And that luncheon is about empowering our women and there's nothing more fulfilling when you walk into a room full of black, bold and beautiful women just enjoying themselves. I did this luncheon in honour of mum and community and family aunties. I remember as a child, mum and my aunties used to play hockey in Figaro. And it was one of those days that, that I look forward to because the women were united and they helped each other with the very little that they had, and that was back in the 50s and 60s. 
last year I focused on domestic violence and uh, leadership and our survivors within domestic violence are leaders in our community because they're showing that you can move, remove yourself from that situation. That's what the Black, Bold and Beautiful is all about. I also have calendars that come out with regards to that, showing our women who have achieved on a personal level as well as on a career level. You're also a mentor for younger models. How long have you been doing that and what does that involve? Well, I set up my first fashion parade in 1988 for NADOC Week up in Brisbane. And I thought uh, this is something that I need to do because we need to see more black faces in our magazines, but also on TV and on the runway in commercials and so on. I was approached to do a traineeship in modelling with a prominent agency up in Brisbane, which is now Vivian's. And from there, I started training girls and we were booked out doing a lot of fashion parades. But also the girls and the guys proved that they were professional and that they can handle any work that came along. So they were doing fashion parades all over, as well as as a group of Indigenous models. From modelling, they went on to achieve great things within their life. So modelling is is only a short-term career, but it builds up your confidence. You were recently in Melbourne for Melbourne Fashion Week. Was that a good opportunity to network? Yes, it was, and it was great to see the Indigenous designers. They have really stepped up, and their fashions were just absolutely stunning. There's a beautiful young Indigenous girl by the name of Lanal Young who has beautiful silk-printed designs. They just are stunning. She's really stepping up and Colleen from Maureen, her clothes just blew me away. I just thought it's wonderful to see our Indigenous designers young and old stepping up and and showing their stunning designs which is just not just for Indigenous people to purchase. They are stunning in their own right for anybody to be able to purchase and wear. This next segment is all about an Indigenous artist from another country. This week, it's Susan Aglukark. Susan was born in Canada in 1967. She's an Inuk musician, and in 1995, she won the Juno Award for Aboriginal Album of the Year for her album This Child, and the uh, Juno Award for Breakthrough Artist of the Year, which are awarded by the Canadian Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences. This next song is from the This Child album. This is Hina Naho Celebration by Susan Aglukark. And that was Susan Aglukark with Hina Naho Celebration. Susan is an Inuk musician, Canadian Indigenous artist. This is Black, White and Rainbow on Joy 94.9. You now get to hear the final instalment of a chat with one of Australia's first Indigenous models, Sandra King. So what do you see for the future of Indigenous people modelling? We need to see a more diverse industry when it comes to the modelling and fashion and acting industries. It's a slow process. I can't understand how I was able to get into it in the 70s and that there's only been a sprinkling of girls who have done modelling here and there and also guys 
our youth are just so stunning these days and they know how to present themselves but you know we need them to be trained i think the industry is ready but we've got a long way to go to break down their barriers and the stereotyping we want to step up to be seen as professionals in our own right and not just as community and just saying you know isn't that lovely no we want you to go wow we need to buy that and put it in our store that's the reaction that we should be getting now and saying with our models it's going to take a while but you know we just can't sit around twiddling our thumbs because equality has got to be there it has to show it has to be addressed within these industries but i also understand that professionalism is important when you want to be a model or when you want to get into the fashion industry as well We'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much, Sandra, for speaking with us. Um, you mentioned earlier uh, calendars. Are they available? Mm. They're all gone. <laughs> but at the moment, I'm, I'm about to start working on 2017. But I'm hoping that I can be able to present um, Black, Bold and Beautiful Indigenous Women's Luncheon in Melbourne next year. So keep my fingers crossed and pay my respect to the elders there. And I love to see BBB down there. So how can people find out more about BBB? Is there a website? I'm just about to set up a website for Black, Bold and Beautiful. I have a Facebook page, Black, Bold and Beautiful, which has photographs of the girls. But I'm getting a hang of all this digital social media stuff now. So I'm about to, I'm on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram. I hope to be able to get it all out there about BBB and Indigenous models and Indigenous fashions because it needs to be in mainstream. Okay, so now you've sent through some photos. They'll be up on our webpage, Black, White Mm -hmm. and Rainbow. It's on the joy.org.au website. And thank you very much again, Sandra, for speaking with us. Thank you, Andy, and sweet dreaming. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that was, of course, one of Australia's first Indigenous models, Sandra King. And that brings us to the end of the show. I just want to send out a few thank yous. First to James, Jason and Anne, who were more than happy to help. Thanks to Dean Beck for letting me use the studio with a phone in it when I booked a studio for that phone interview, except it had no phone in it. So thanks, Dean. Also want to thank Andrea for helping with that phone interview and everyone at the Joy Studios for their expertise and encouragement, especially David and Sue from Friday Drive. Finally, huge hugs and smoochy kisses on the cheek to Margaret. A lot goes in on the background and Margaret has been tenacious in setting up the website at joy.org.au forward slash black white and rainbow as well as the Facebook and Twitter pages Margaret kind of told me to stop thanking her but thank you oh and uh, Margaret also does the podcast for this show for our last song you'll hear an Oz rock track this week it's in excess this is devil inside Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.